Hello and welcome to the Ghosty Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Willow, a clairvoyant since childhood, paranormal investigator, and a witch. Today we're going to be talking about how understanding yourself can help improve your abilities. But before we get into the subject, I do want to mention that everyone has different views on things and that's okay. I don't ask you to believe what I do. I just want to share what I've found in my personal path with others. All right, with that said, let's go ahead and get into the subject matter. Get into the tea, if you will. I have already finished the tea that I was drinking. I was drinking more lavender and honey tea, um, like I talked about in my last episode. And it is actually earlier in the evening. It is only 8.07 p.m. So if you're hearing noises outside or something like that, um, I do live in an apartment complex. I have neighbors, so they're still awake. Um, That's the one benefit of doing podcasting really late at night is that nobody is awake except you. And the only sounds you're dealing with are like crickets outside. So (laughs) if you hear some sounds that you are not used to hearing in the background of my podcast, um, that is why. Okay, so today's topic um, being about how understanding yourself can help you improve your abilities is something that I actually mention a lot on live streams and when I'm doing uh, TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. So it's not a new topic that I'm talking about that I've never shared with people, but it is something that I've never talked about on my podcast before. We did touch on that a little bit, I think, in the podcast about shadow work. Um, And this is kind of going into shadow work a little bit, just kind of dipping into that, but it's more so focusing on the awareness that really needs to be present, in my opinion, to be able to really, really connect with your abilities. I think when we think of knowing ourselves, we have this um, idea that that means that We know what our favorite color is at that time in our lives, and we know what kind of music we like. And if someone was to ask us, like, okay, can you tell me about yourself? We would have immediate answers. And that's really not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about knowing yourself on a level that is much, much deeper than just knowing what you like and you don't like. But not just knowing that, but knowing how you respond to things, how you react to things. Um, how you navigate life and how your body and mind and soul reacts to things that are happening around you. For example, if you are an intuitive person, let's say that you are someone that you consider to be an empath, someone who can feel or experience other people's emotions because clairsentience and clairempathy are two different things. I do want to make that clear. I do need to do a podcast episode about clairabilities that is coming, I promise. <laughs> but um, clear empathy and clear sentience are different things. Um, clear empathy, however, is feeling or experiencing someone's emotions that are not your own. And so let's say that you are an empath. You are someone who experiences other people's emotions. Um, maybe if you are not super familiar with your clear empathy, you might feel as though those emotions are your, are your own. Um, and aren't necessarily able to tell whether or not they are yours that you're experiencing or someone else's. So let's say that you go into a crowded room and you automatically get overwhelmed with the fawn response. Like you stop and you pause and you feel very, very anxious. 
you might assume that what you're feeling is due to your clear empathy. You're like, oh, well, there must be people in this room that are anxious and they're feeling anxiety and they're feeling the fawn response. And that must be why I'm responding this way. When in reality, your fawn response is due to past trauma that is causing you to have that response in crowded um, or kind of close proximity with others in a situation like that. But you wouldn't know that unless you are aware enough of your own trauma and your own trauma responses to know that that can be something that is coming from you and not someone else. Another example I have of this is let's say that you are interacting with someone and someone is talking with you and you're asking them how they've been doing and they're just kind of seeming resistant or maybe kind of um, closed off, maybe a little bit hesitant of sharing things. And immediately you start feeling as though they are hiding something. Now, this person could not be hiding anything at all, but you could be like, oh, well, I know because I'm getting an intuitive sensation, I'm getting intuitive hit, I'm getting intuitive information, I'm picking up on, I'm sensing that they're hiding something. When in reality, they're just not feeling super comfortable about being around people right now and that they're not actually hiding anything at all. So that is something where your trauma response due to past situations where people have maybe acted similar in situations like that and have been keeping something from you or have been um, withholding information, um, have been lying about things, you are placing and projecting that previous experience onto this new experience and assuming that it is a carbon copy, which makes you feel and, and read it as though you are having your intuition pick up on something when in reality, it's a trauma response. Trauma is so, so tricky and it can really, really mask our true intuitive and psychic abilities if we aren't aware of it. And so that's why I honestly do think that outside of your spiritual path and just in a personal Uh, the personal realm in general, I highly, highly, highly recommend um, if you have the ability to working with a personal therapist that can help you to identify where you may have trauma responses to things in your life and where you may be um, having certain feelings and, and reactions to things based on past situations that could be keeping you from truly being present and in the moment for um, current situations. I'm going to call myself out here because I think that sharing one of my experiences might be helpful to others who maybe experience the same thing and can understand better about what it is that I'm talking about on a more personal level with me sharing a personal story rather than just a metaphoric scenario. If my boyfriend is listening right now, I love you. I'm so sorry that you are with someone who's such an anxious overthinker in especially in romantic relationships, but thank you so much for your patience with me because it makes all the difference. Having said that, um I am really really talented at overthinking. Like I am so like I'm at expert level and I really don't believe that experts exist, but if there were experts 
then like I'm an expert in overthinking. Like I'm so good at it. <laughs> I'm so good at it. And um, the problem with that is that I allow myself or follow what I think and and often have especially in the past not so much now I've been able to kind of curb this but definitely in the past have allowed my anxiety to mask itself as intuition and what I mean by that is that there will be times when Corey will be like hey I'm coming over and he'll be a little bit late and I'll be like oh my god he got in an accident. He's dead. He's dead on the side of the road and I'm going to be alone forever. Like I, I just start overthinking it or, or for example, he'll be like, Hey, can I come over later? I really want to talk and like have no, no ulterior motives. He'll have no, like, like, uh, you know, he, he won't be angry or anything like that. He just wants to chat. He just wants to catch up. But my mind will be like, Oh, this is it. This is it. He's going to break up with you. <laughs> this is the end. And I will convince myself because my anxiety takes place of my intuition in my body. And my body response in those moments of panic is very similar to what my intuition feels like when I'm calm. So sometimes in times like that, even though I have no reason to think that way, um, my anxiety will convince me that that is what will happen. And I start trying to like process it and grieve it and things like that. And then he'll come over and he'll be like, Hey, and I'm just like, are you going to break up with me? Like this poor dude had no intention of doing that. And yet I'm over here overthinking like halfway to the moon and he's just like, where did that come from? And in addition to that, Anxiety can cause us to kind of shut down our uh, intuitive senses because we're so overcome with anxiety and worry and um, a trauma response that we sometimes overshadow our intuition to where we just can't even hear it. We can't even feel it. We can't even connect with it anymore. Like I will have times where I will be able to get have like, for example, there's been so many times that I've been freaking out and whatever deity is with me, like at the time, most recently, it's been Medusa. She'll be like, Corey isn't even mad at you. Like he's, he's doing fine. Just wait. He's just going to, he's, he's going to contact you. Like everything's going to be fine. But that is something that I would not be able to hear or receive or trust had I not been able to understand that my anxiety is a trauma response and it doesn't always mean that it is a definite. It is a trauma response and not my intuition. And those are two very different things. It's easier said than done, I know. And trauma is something that it takes work to release. And anxiety is not something that we can just be like, oh, I'm just, I shouldn't be feeling anxious right now and then feel better. So it is something that takes effort. It takes time and it takes patience with ourselves 
and understanding that healing is not a straight line. It's, it's an up and down roller coaster. And sometimes you will regress and you'll have a harder time um, ignoring that anxiety gnawing in your chest when you are overthinking things. But other times it will be easier to just move on from those thoughts and say, hey, I'm just going to focus on something else until I can talk to this person more at length and understand what's going on. So I understand that this is not going to be an easy thing. And and I knew going into this subject that it was not going to be something that I could just be like, hey, do X, Y, and Z, and all of a sudden your abilities will bloom. This is something that will take work. It will take effort. And for some people, it will be really easy. And for other people, it will be really hard. And for some people, it will be easy and then it will be hard. And for some people, it will be really hard and then easy. It just really depends on your situation and what it is that you're coming up against. I have, however, noticed that this is something that you will see a lot on social media. I'll be like scrolling through Twitter or something and I'll see posts from people who are like, Uh, you know, yo, when you get intuitive hits about your partner cheating on you and then you find out that they're talking to someone else, yes, your intuition may have been right in that scenario, but the reason why you were suspicious of them in the first place may not have been intuition at all. It may have been a trauma response from a previous situation where maybe you were dealing with another um, person that was not faithful in the relationship. So it it really is so, so, so important to understand your responses to things, understand your trauma, understand your triggers so that you can identify, is this intuition, is this trauma, or is this something else? In addition to the trauma aspect of it, though, I think that it's also a really good idea to go into the topic of meditation. And this is where meditation can be so helpful in helping us to expand and build upon and strengthen our abilities. Because yes, uh, meditation can be so frustrating for people who just don't have an easy time utilizing it. And it's important also to remember that meditation is not about stopping your thoughts or quieting your mind. I know that that is commonly talked about when they're talking about meditation, and I don't feel like that's a super helpful way to explain it. Um, That makes people feel as though they have to stop their flow of thought or have an empty mind in order to meditate, and that is not the case. Meditation is about being conscious and being aware and being able to witness and acknowledge your thoughts. It's not about clearing your mind. And if that is your goal, you're going to fail miserably and you're going to get frustrated. So it's really important to go into meditation knowing that you probably won't be able to stop your thoughts, but allow yourself to let those thoughts pass by and let them be and witness them rather than getting stuck on them. Um, and I, I just feel like people just look at meditation as this impossible thing because they're making it an impossible thing. Um, it is true that some people will not be able to meditate. Some people just don't find that to be something that's easy, but if you daydream, you can meditate because daydreaming is actually meditation because whenever you're daydreaming, you are in that moment. You are present with your thoughts. You are aware of what you're thinking about. You are in that moment 
right? So that is meditation. Even if it's not a, I'm going to sit down in the lotus position and meditate kind of meditation, that is still meditation. Um, You can be driving and be very in the moment and aware of what is happening around your car and aware of what it is that you're listening to, how you're feeling, and that is meditation. Um, You can be sitting at the beach and watching the waves and being in the moment and being aware of your thoughts and aware of how your body feels. And that is meditation. These are all things that people just see as like, oh, it's just a relaxing moment. That is actually a meditative moment and a meditative uh, time for you to be able to connect to yourself and what's going on around you. The reason why meditation is so helpful in so many uh, respects in spirituality is because by utilizing awareness... Um, and or meditation, you are able to become so aware of how your body feels, what is your um, calm state, what it is that you're thinking about, what it is that you are experiencing, um, what it is that you're feeling emotionally as well as physically. And being aware of those things helps you to know when there's extra information coming in. So it helps you to find your baseline of what it is that you are and who you are. So by meditating, it helps us to find like the baseline of the room. It kind of reminds me of um, when I do paranormal investigations, I like to do a baseline reading of the room with a K2 meter and figure out if there's any places in that room that spike with K2s. Um, you know, have higher EMF outputs and things like that. And that is something that's really important to do because by knowing the baseline reading of that room and, you know, knowing the ambient temperature of the room, you will know and be aware of when there are spikes or dips in the temperature or when there are spikes in the EMF because you'll feel it because you're used to what the baseline is. And that is really what meditation does for us. It just helps you find the baseline of who you are and what you are and in your mind. So now that we're wrapping up, I know that people have asked me to do longer podcast episodes, but this is just going to be a little short one. This is going to be a little short one. Also, Dawson says hi. Um, Okay. (laughs) So my recommendations from this episode is one become more aware of what trauma responses you may have in your life, whether they are mild, severe, or in between. Um, You can do so by simply becoming aware of how you react to everyday situations as well as um, traumatic situations or concerning situations, anything. You can journal about this. You can ask yourself out loud. You can kind of go through scenarios in your head. Um, things like that. And becoming more aware of that can be really, really helpful. That is something that you can be more aware of by just working with yourself. I would highly recommend working with a personal therapist if you have the ability to. I know that that's not going to be accessible for everybody. Um, I know that therapy can get really, really expensive. So I know that it's not going to be accessible for everyone. But if you do have the ability to see a therapist, Um, to just be able to focus more so on what ways trauma may be showing up in your life um, or which ways, you know, personality uh, disorders or 
trauma responses may be showing up in your life can be really, really, really helpful in understanding yourself and how you respond to things. Um, but also just journaling and, and really just becoming more aware with yourself and getting to know yourself is really, really helpful as well. Um, in addition to that, I would highly recommend, uh, trying meditation, whether that is guided meditations, um, self-guided meditations, daydreaming, whatever works for you, whatever helps you to utilize that, even if it's just sitting and staring at a candle and meditating that way. Um, Whatever helps you to become more present and feel more present with your body and your mind and your soul, um, that is going to be helpful. For some people, it's going to be daydreaming. For some people, it's going to be staring at a candle. For some people, it's going to be swimming or working out. For some people, it's going to be when they go for their morning runs or their evening runs. For other people, it's going to be when they're doing dishes. They're able to, you know, be in the moment and just kind of let their thoughts go by or just kind of be present. Um, For some people, it's going to be driving, whether that is to or from work or running errands when you're grocery shopping. Um, Things like that or moments like that within our lives can be utilized to come back to ourselves and be more present in the moment and be meditative moments rather than moments where we're just thinking about the next thing that we have to do. But I hope that this was helpful and I hope it helps you to feel a little bit more um, understanding of why this is such an important thing to implement before ever even trying to really expand on your abilities because sometimes our, our trauma and our responses will just get in the way of us really, really um, evolving our abilities because we're just not able to even see the evolution when it's just shrouded in trauma response. So um, I hope this is helpful. I hope that it helps give you some clarity and confidence in moving forward with these techniques and in your spiritual path. And as always, um, stay safe and stay curious and keep learning. And if you are looking to book a session with me, um, you're interested in doing so, you can sign up for the email list on my website, which is www.arielwillow.com. And you can sign up for the email list that gets sent out once a week. It lets you know what kind of sessions I have available for booking that week. Um, Or in addition to that, you can simply go to my shop uh, on restock days. Right now they're on Sundays, but I might move that to a different day in uh, a couple months or so. So um, regardless, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day or night or afternoon, wherever you are. And thank you so much. I really, really appreciate all of your support and it really just means a lot. So thank you so much. And I will see you next time. All right. Bye.